0: Deceiving, probing, scanware. Apple cranks it up past 11. Gresic lands? Google is anti-fork. Amazon launches bottle rockets. And corona on tonight's Iron Sysadmin Podcast episode Fallout 76. <laughs> you had to throw that in there, huh? to the iron
1: system in podcast all right paranoia that's perfect for tonight
0: paranoia yes paranoia is perfect for tonight welcome to tonight's show the iron system in podcast i'm your host as always (coughs) nate and forgive me i'm getting over a cold which has nothing to do with the global pandemic i assure you so every time every time i take a deep breath i have to cough
1: and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host Jason, who is remote, away from the guy who's totally not infected with whatever it is he has.
0: Totally not infected. No, my my youngest daughter had the flu about three weeks ago now, and it was the flu. We took her to the doctor. It was not the Corona again, and um, she's over it now. We both had our flu shots. We both, my, my wife and I, both got like mild symptoms, and mine manifested as a cough and the, the worst of the cough is gone and now i just have this annoying cough that doesn't seem to want to go away so anyway in case you folks haven't heard um the world i mean i have you I, i've seen this episode at at some point one of us is going to wake up in the hospital and humanity is going to be gone right and then we're going to have to wander around in our in our hospital gown
1: yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Then there's there's guns, and then guns. lots of moaning and and you know shooting of things and,
0: <laughs> and lots of senseless gore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> in uh, in light of the news hype, uh, we decided we're gonna try something kind of live on tonight's show, where okay. we're gonna do kind of a tabletop exercise. So
1: what was the tweet? Oh, the tweet I saw earlier was. Um, who decided it was a good idea to replace to replace reality with a with a mix up of Idiocracy and Shaun of the Dead?
0: <laughs> I've never seen Idiocracy, but I have seen Shaun of the Dead, so I get that reference at least.
1: Yes, uh, yeah. Well, if you saw Idiocracy, it, it would make a lot more sense.
0: Okay. So at any rate, I see you coughing too. So don't you go blaming me.
1: Uh, that's the whiskey.
0: <laughs> that's the whiskey. Okay. Scotch, actually. Scotch.
1: Uh, that one right down hard
0: so um the idea i had for the for the main topic of the show tonight is we're going to game out a tabletop exercise so um as anyone who seems who works anywhere in the world <laughs> it seems at this point um, uh oh do, do you have dice I got my dice you do have dice my dice are here somewhere <laughs> So um, it seems like most companies that I interact with uh, in the past two weeks have suddenly shifted to this like mandatory work from home program because everyone's trying to stay away from the public. Are you, are you playing with your...
1: Social distancing.
0: Yes, social distancing. You got
1: to use the vernacular.
0: Or self-isolation. Is that another one I've heard? That's That's when you're sick already, right? You're supposed to self-isolate.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: So, um called? Oh, quarantine. Self-quarantine. Well, no, I've heard it. Well, whatever. Um, so I have made up a fake company. And what we're going to do is uh, Jason and I are going to play the part of an IT department who has been asked to figure out how to let the company continue to work without anybody coming into the office. So uh, the company that I have cooked up I'm calling them Widget Co. Incorporated <laughs> because I'm not creative very, enough.
1: Very original.
0: Yep, very original. Uh, they have about 400 employees. Uh, most of their employees are on-site only workers. They do not currently have a remote program, you know, like a lot of employers nowadays do. They've got a mix of desktops and laptops, so not every employee has a mobile uh, machine that they can work on. They, they have desktops and laptops. Uh, so, of course, those with laptops have laptops, and many don't. I didn't come up with a percentage. Maybe I should have percentage of how many people have. Doesn't, it. doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. We'll just have to come up with solutions for both. Uh, there's a sales team, which stand out only because they already have some mobile capabilities because they're a sales team. And salespeople generally travel more than your average worker. They've already got laptops, and they have uh, remote access into the on-premise data center. Now, Widget Corp has two separate uh, sort of hosting solutions, one of which is an on-premise data center because they're paranoid, which has all of their sensitive data, which has things like their sales and marketing information inside of you know some sort of a customer management system or something, and uh, sensitive files. I haven't really defined what's sensitive, but sensitive, stuff they don't want on, the, on that evil, dirty cloud. They also have their telephone system, which is a PBX that's not VoIP-capable, in their on-premise data center, or at least somewhere on-prem. I listed it as in the data center, but whatever. It's on-prem. It's physical. Uh, and they have a small VPN appliance, which is scaled only for those uh, mobile salespeople that I was talking about. So it's not it's not capable of hosting all 400 employees at once for a given day of work. It's a smaller device that's uh, that's meant just for sort of ad hoc VPN access for the, those road warriors that need to get back into uh, look at their their sales numbers or whatever when they're on the road. They also have a number of applications cloud hosted. Their email, their docs, call it Google Docs or call it uh, Office 365, I don't care, it's one or the other. They're in the cloud, calendar, and of course their web presence is hosted on in the cloud. So, and the scenario is of course that there's a global pandemic that the media has uh, grossly blown out of proportion. And senior management has asked that IT find a way to enable all staff to work remotely. And they want to do it as soon as freaking possible, like maybe come Monday.
1: (laughs) So question one, how long do we have to laugh?
0: How long do we have to laugh? Well, um, I don't know. What scenario do we want to paint here? Are we in a meeting with the CIO at the moment or are we just like in our own little office?
1: (laughs) You you know me. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> you're I'm right. I'm just going to laugh at the guy. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, good luck with that.
0: Roll one of your dice and figure out uh, if we can laugh and if, if one of us gets fired for it.
1: Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> do, do I laugh? I rolled a four. That means, uh, yes, you laugh. My, my, you'll laugh my, no matter my, what. My job is is tenuous at this point, but they can't <laughs> fire me because, you know, they're screwed if they do.
0: Right, right. Well, that didn't stop the last one.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> there also wasn't a global pandemic.
0: You're right. You're right. There wasn't a global pandemic. All right. So um, I guess let's let's get cooking on this, huh? It's been a while since I've had to problem solve to this level, which is why I'm I'm looking
1: forward to this show. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. Um, so you say VPN appliance. That sounds like hardware. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: thinking uh, some kind of a blinky box that enables VPN access that is just like hanging off the network somewhere that lets people.
1: So, so does said blinky box allow for additional licensing and it's small in that it's licensing or is it small in that it is small blinky box and even with max licensing, you're getting nowhere near 400 employees?
0: Hmm.
1: I don't as... know what the average VPN appliance does these days. I
0: was just going to say, as a networking person, can you inform me as to how these are normally sold?
1: <laughs> uh, they're usually, so well, they sell you the box, and it'll do up to, so take like the, uh, Cisco, uh, whatever the hell they are. I don't even know what they have anymore. Um, you get the box and it has a number of, uh, interfaces on it that will do, you know, usually 70% traffic or so. Cause they can't ever, you know, fully saturate the thing. And then you pay a per seat license. Okay. That sounds reasonable.
0: Unless unless, mm-hmm. uh, unless Widget Corp is a real uh, penny pincher and the appliance they have is from 1998 or something. <laughs>
1: yes, that's the Cisco's VPN these days. Uh... Oh, good. 100% breach detection on their, on their VPNs. Awesome.
0: Okay, so, so for the sake of the show, we're just going to say that, yes, it's a VPN appliance that is licensed for... A half a dozen users because that's how many salespeople we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of what I was figuring. Okay. So uh, I think that's not going to support the entire workforce unless there's nothing in the on-prem data center that the workforce needs to get to.
0: Well, that's just it. The the on-prem data center includes sensitive files. Which I would is pretty generalized, right? That could be a lot of the workforce that might need access to that. I guess I should have gamed out a little more of what that workforce looks like, aside from just separating the sales team from everybody else, um, and then of ho- hosting for the local sales and marketing, you know, customer database.
1: I would imagine that forty-six um, percent of the sales, forty-six percent of the employees are salespeople. Forty-six percent of the employees—that's a
0: lot of salespeople. It's Peloton. It's Peloton. <laughs> But I mean, whatever, I guess that works, right? 46% are salespeople. So, but but I already said there were only six salespeople. That doesn't work out.
1: Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> so it's so it's a very small amount of salespeople. All right, so so I mean, if if lots of people are going to have to access the sensitive files on-prem, you're going to need to augment that VPN appliance uh, yeah. right quick.
0: Right. Um, so I mean, imagine things like um, folks who are doing billing are going to need access to that folks who are um, maybe support people, Um, folks who are like inside sales or, you know, if there is such a thing, when when you've got 400 employees, I'd imagine that the the sales team, like those, that's six people I'm talking about. Those are like the people in the field that are selling stuff, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing that the rest of the people would have accessed those files from their office, which has a direct connect to the data center. Right, so So. that's
0: that's the reasoning that they have an on-premise data center that's uh mm-hmm. so that you can access it directly while you're at your desk at work.
1: Yeah. So let's tackle the easy one first. Okay. Telephone PBX forward your phone. Forward your phone to your cell yep.
0: phone I su- I I suppose,
1: right? To cell phone whatever. Uh most most modern modern most most people I think even un- non-modern ones almost all PBXs allow you to dial in remotely and set up a forward. So that shouldn't be a major issue and you can turn it on and off. And you know what? You're just going to have to suffer with it. Um, yep. That's that's not a that's not a big deal.
0: I'm gonna put our um, our, our answers in here in like blue or something in the show notes. So okay. So I have so no I know what I'll do I'll do this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Keep talking. Text formatting with Nate. Someone's banging on my door.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then as far as the VPN goes, if it's an appliance, you, there's a limitation to the number of of yeah. licenses you're going to be able to get. Um, I would make sure that the IT people have licenses for you know, either regular or emergency use. And hopefully, you've got some server space somewhere that you could spin up a VM or run a container or two and stand up something like OpenVPN. That's
0: just what I was thinking. So say we want to augment it outside. So obviously, we can't like order a new appliance and have it here overnight. I, no matter how much money you throw at a vendor, that never seems to happen. There's always a lead time, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh. by the way, all of those devices are made you know, in countries hard hit by this yeah. global pandemic. Right. They're not being made right now. Right. So um,
0: <clears throat> considering it's you and I that are the IT people, I'm going to say there's probably infrastructure available for us to do something like build an open VPN box. Yeah, so I, and it I think
1: sound like they have a lot, so IP should be readily available.
0: Yeah, I think I think that is probably the answer, right? In, instead what of I trying to add license to the to the VPN appliance, I would just yeah, spin well, up so, that OpenVPN box.
1: Right. And licenses for OpenVPN are are so if, uh, because you're dealing with not all IT people, you would need something like um OpenVPN access server to make it easy. So, licenses for that are 15 bucks a pop. Um, although at 400 employees, uh, the price goes down. I don't remember what the breaks, the breaks are, but you, you probably get it for, you know, 10 or 10 bucks a license. And I believe that's, I believe, is that yearly? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, Licenses. Purchase license now. Do it. Do it now. Oh, I gotta log
0: in. Now you're gonna buy licenses while we're on the on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need some licenses. All right, so, license so that uh, it is eighteen dollars a year per device. Oh, that ain't bad. Um and it goes up by the number of years that you buy it for. Okay. And per per device meaning the device that's connecting, so it's a per seat.
0: Okay, so that solves for the phone system and access to the on-premise data, that is the CRM database, and the uh, the sensitive files. Yep. That doesn't cover how people are accessing it. Yeah, so... I mean, what, what device are they using to access it? So, like I said, the, so, the average employee is a mix of desktops and laptops. You want to roll your dice and figure out how many laptops we have versus desktops? Uh, sure give me a
1: percentage. There are 40% are laptops.
0: 40% are laptops.
1: So that's the what like 175 or something like that.
0: Yep, oh, I did this wrong.
1: 160
0: 160. Yeah. I was just, yep. I, I, I typoed something while I was doing it. I got the number thousand. So that must've been that I multiplied no. or something.
1: So, so <laughs> you have a problem at this point. And, and this is, this is the one thing about the work from home stuff that I I don't know that anybody is even really, I haven't seen anybody talking about this yet. So you have people that work at jobs um, where they are on the computer all day. Um, and some of those people have computers at home, but not everybody will. Um, yeah, I know, I know it's, you know, oh, everybody has a computer, but that's not entirely true.
0: Well, there was a, there was a tipping point where that was mostly true, right? But that, that scale has tipped back toward, uh, like embedded devices, like tablets and phones.
1: Yeah. 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 So, so it's probably even less than I would think now. Yeah. Um, so now you've got a problem as, as an employer. How do you, do you let them take their desktops home? I mean, in a worst case scenario, if you know that this is going to be going on for a while, that might be a solution. A, that's not a <laughs> horrible solution. Yeah. Um, plus yeah. on top of it, I mean, you're going to, you're going to lose, you're going to lose some security here. Um, almost. Right. It almost doesn't matter how you look at it because you can either let people use their home machines um, And it doesn't look like this sort of a place place is is ready for something like that, especially, um, how they're set up. Uh, or you can let them take the desktops home in which case those people that don't have machines at home, well, company's not looking over my shoulder anymore. Yep. I can do what I want. So So, what about,
0: um, so there's nothing listed in here that, uh, that shows any kind of VDI access, but don't places like Amazon sell uh,
1: VDI as a service? You could do that. Um, now you're talking expense. So yeah. foreigner yeah. employee company um, VDI images. I mean, it's possible. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the the cost is of that though. Uh, but that's definitely an option. If if you need to have total control over the machines, that's. That's possible. Of course, you still need a machine to get to the VDI yeah. instance. Um, you know, which, in that case, you know, again, we're back to: you can use your home computer, or you could take the computer from work home. Um, VDI allows you to have control over what they access, though, and how they access it. So, uh, so it'll what... be less of a problem. <laughs> you know, if their machine gets infected with whatever, um, you're not as much at risk.
0: What I'm, what I'm thinking excuse me vdi service uh if they do have say something like an ipad or an android tablet at home it's at least theoretically possible that they could get a desktop session from that that device
1: yeah yeah um you know and then you'll have workers clawing their eyes out after a week
0: yeah right It'll, it'll be inconvenient i mean you could hook a keyboard or something up to the thing i suppose to make it a little less of a pain in the ass I mean, I've I've done um, remote desktop sessions from my phone or from a, a tablet. Oh yeah, oh bye. And it is possible. Uh, I don't know yeah. that I want to do it frequently. It is frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's it's for the quick, you know. Oh crap! I have to restart this, or yeah, I need right, to do this real quick. Right. Not da- you know. God damn I need it! To...
0: Fusion died again. I have to go restart it. Yeah. That was or the not, context not, I was in. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not. Oh, I I need to sit down and write code, or oh, I need to do billing now, or you right,
0: know. right.
1: That's a whole other thing, right? Billing implies like
0: printing and mailing. Sometimes, I didn't consider whether um, these folks were doing their their bills, their own envelope they, stuffing they, or not. Probably not. I would have, assume that, I mean, did, does anyone do that anymore? Everyone sends it off to a like a billing company. I uh, know no, right?
1: there's there's definitely people that do it. My father sends his own billing. Um, so now you have to test the guy that's looking at the envelopes and the stamps, make sure he's not you know. Looking COVID onto the envelope,
0: he could be sending coronavirus out of the mail.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I. It's a tough one because, you know, uh, there's just an assumption that modern day employees have you know computer access at home, and I just that's not always true.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, in IT, it's pretty common, right? Like, when when I was at that web host that I was at, it was whenever I had to work from home, they didn't give me a machine to take home with me. I just used my my home machine, and I was careful. Um right. And that was just expected, right? You work in IT, you probably have a computer at home. Um, you know, average Sally from customer service, she may not. She may just have an iPad. Right. You know, she might have a Chromebook. She might have her phone she might not even have any separate you know well, think, isolated device think,
1: uh think smaller companies that are in you know rural areas um you know the people that work there may not be able to afford computers
0: and the other thing you to know, consider yeah, is they're, just, um,
1: they're living paycheck to paycheck
0: you know the other thing to consider is what kind of internet access do these people have at home
1: Yep, there's that too. If any,
0: right? Some I I actually have friends who do not have internet service. They just use the cellular right. on their phone.
1: Right. Right, and I mean the other the other piece of this is what does Widget Code do? So I mean, if they're they if make they're widgets, host, if they're a web host, then something like this would work. But if they're uh, a training company, you know, for like you know whatever they're training stuff that you needs hands on to get certifications there's only a limited number of people that can work remote right like if the trainers are not there and the and the clients aren't coming into the company you send everybody home <laughs> all you want the company's not making money anymore
0: holy crap there is there is legitimately a company called widgetco
1: it doesn't surprise me
0: they uh they make they they're a manufacturing company they make things out of cork <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So now we know what Widget Company. Now we know
0: what Widget right? Wig- Co. does. These salespeople so are out there selling corks and wine accessories.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so salespeople is a good one because salespeople still need to go out into the world, and, and right, sell. right. So this is a
0: this is a valid point, right? So, um, uh, I don't think this is any secret. Um, Red Hat has cut off travel, like salespeople. Whatever we're not supposed to be traveling. There are exceptions to that, but we're not supposed to travel anywhere. Uh, but if you're a little company that depends on, like, I need to make sales every month in order to have income to pay my employees, what happens to you when there's, you know, this pandemic? And and responsible people, responsible employers that are trying to look out for their employees, responsible uh, don't people, don't want to be sending their workers out into the world, right? How do you survive? So I mean that's a valid question. Does Widget Co. simply uh, die at the end of <laughs> the end of this this exercise because they don't have any more income?
1: <laughs> well, I, I guess about... that's not necessarily
0: our problem to solve, though. We just have to make sure that they no. can work.
1: Right, but I mean, even big companies have this problem. Look at Amazon, right? Yeah. So sure, uh, I'm sure that. The majority of the folks at Amazon that run AWS can work remotely. Yeah. And even those people that work in the data centers can Mm. mostly work remotely unless, you know, they can just, you know, unless there's an emergency or something has to happen, they don't go into the office. I think I see where you're going. What about the Amazon warehouses where things are getting packaged and sent out?
0: Uh, Knowing what I know about how Amazon runs their warehouses, they don't care. They're going to make you come to work anyway. (laughs)
1: they'll let you die on the floor (laughs) I ordered stuff from Amazon today and I don't care about coronavirus that needs to come to the house how am I going to survive without it right right I mean it's a headphone adapter but still
0: you need that headphone adapter I do listen I I ordered a little robotics kit for my daughter and that thing hasn't shipped yet I'm I'm blaming the coronavirus for this I would. All right. So the sales team we've already got solved. They're already mobile. They've already got laptops. The overworked IT people is us. We'll let them figure it out.
1: (laughs) What else do we have to cover?
0: So that actually covers most of it the the cloud stuff shouldn't be a problem right that's not it really
1: shouldn't it's already clouded so although i mean th- there is another problem uh, that hasn't fully reared its head yet and that's okay. um widget co is not the only company doing this that's true so so now like most of these cloud hosted you know office 365 and google and i mean these guys are not shouldn't fall over because of <laughs> increased traffic. In fact, I would not expect any increased traffic on SaaS services because most people already have them. They may get more customers out of it.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, to but, them,
1: it's just business as usual. Yeah, it's just BAU. So the the problem is going to be the ISPs. And uh, I'm still on the NANOG list. And there's there's already chatter of like, you know, hey, things are increasing a bit. There was a uh, there's an article. I don't think it was in our show notes. There's an article that I found. I should look it up and find it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, throw it in there. Uh, about the uh internet exchanges and the fact that they're starting to see you know, like record, record traffic.
0: Well, yeah, because you mean because more people are doing remote work, or
1: yeah, because people are home,
0: um, right? They're at home working, accessing their office network, um. Where normally they would have been local to that network,
1: right? Right. So uh, here you go, D, uh, D, DECIX, which is uh, Germany, I believe. Um, they they peaked at uh, nine terabytes on the Internet Exchange um, recently. So it was eight terabyte, or yeah, eight terabytes in December, and it just hit nine. Wow. and you know that's it's like it's just considerable when you're talking about terabyte yeah it's considerable and that's i mean that's one exchange but you know i, I was yeah. seeing notes about other uh other exchanges seeing uh other let's see uh africa's largest internet exchange point nap africa is uh uh terabyte peak of traffic um yeah you know, so this is this is potentially an issue <laughs>
0: I mean, it could be. Um, I guess if that peaks. I mean, that the number sounds large, but I guess the real question is, what's their limit?
1: Right. You know. Right. Well, that, that's the thing. Like when you hit the limit, you're toast.
0: Yeah. When you hit the limit, you've hit the limit. Period. And how do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like talking through Armageddon here. Is what we're doing.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Like eventually it's okay we've hit the limit we need more bandwidth. How do you get more bandwidth? You like call up well, your, you call up your backbone provider and get more bandwidth. But what if your backbone well, provider is also not present?
1: Yeah, well these <laughs> internet exchanges sort of are the backbone mm-hmm. providers. Like they're not they're not necessarily the where the customers connect, but it's where all the internet connects together. So Oh, I get it. They they are the providers that you have to deal with. Um so let's see. Is this one? This one doesn't say it's actually COVID related. So it's. it's
0: uh, so they're more or less like the 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 interconnect,
1: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, so they would increase bandwidth by physically installing more fiber or something,
1: right? Right, right. And internet providers themselves, it depends on it depends heavily on what they're using um, in their network. So. Uh, telcos, um, I think even, even our local company that we worked for, uh, did we, no, we didn't. Um, but telcos, telcos tend to use, um, CWDM, which is a coarse wave division multiplexing, which is light. Right. So, um, one of the things that you can do is, is depending on how saturated things get, you can just add another Lambda, which is another wavelength of light. And you can get more bandwidth out of it that way. It's not cheap at all. It's very expensive. Um, but a lot of a lot of companies would build using. You get the chassis to do it, and you buy the cards that you need to start. And then, as you need more bandwidth, you just add more cards. Um, that's a possibility, but, but not necessarily. Where do you uh, get the
0: cards? You have to order a card. Which well, one to come in, right? right.
1: Right. Some of these places will have cards on standby sure. for emergencies. Some of these places will have spares that they've they're ready to go. I would think a you spare know, would make sense, yeah. It depends. So it might that might be possible. Um otherwise, you know, this is one of those where you know somebody gets in a truck and starts hanging wires.
0: Wow. That could be um that could take time. Yeah. Like physically
1: yeah. installing more more physical <laughs> bandwidth. <laughs> you've been around when we've we've gotten bandwidth like when we were working at the college we needed bandwidth I mean that was a a month oh yeah months yeah you know there's a lot of other crud that was going in there but you know it's not it's not trivial
0: interesting so So, yeah it's going to be
1: interesting to see now on the the upside of this is that um, running out of bandwidth is not the end of the world it just means that things slow down
0: yeah, until they get so saturated that they're not just slow, because that
1: can happen. It can, it can. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, if it's slow, say all.
0: if it's slow enough that things start to time out, then obviously it's not just slow anymore. Now it's an outage, right? Because you know that it seems to cascade. I don't know why that is, but it, things will be like perfectly humming along. Then you hit just one little threshold, and boom, it's an outage. And you're like, what happened? Nothing changed. Nothing's down. Nothing's broken. Oh, no. You just saturated that link that you were almost saturated yesterday, and now you've saturated it.
1: Right. Right. And that causes something else to fail, and then that causes something else right. to fail. There's right. your cascade. Right. You know, it's like uh, the the electric grid cascades that have happened. Um, oh, right. There's, yeah. another, there's another good question. I mean- we, we, we handle summertime with air conditioners all over the place. So right now, I don't think it'll be a major issue. Um, but come summer, if people are all working from home, um, electrical is a consideration here.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, like, personally, I don't think I consume a whole lot more electricity here than when I'm not here. Well, if there's lights on No, all but, stuff.
1: Yeah, but... But. Take 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 the summer, um, when, you know, if if you're out working, you you may not have your air conditioner like if I'm not here in the office during the summer, I don't turn my air conditioner my office on. Yeah, but if yeah. I'm working from home all the time, well, that air conditioner is probably going to be on. This this room gets hot sometimes, yeah. um, and that's you know people like their comfort. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's the then there's there's other aspects of work from home as well. So everybody starts working from home. A lot of people are not used to this. Um, you so lose in my house. Right. I mean, my house, my my family knows that when I'm in the office, it's you know I'm working. Yeah. Um, you know, I get interrupted occasionally, but it's it's worked itself out over the couple you know the number of years that I've been working from home. That, you know, I don't I don't get interrupted every five minutes. You know, I make sure that I have I make time. Um, while I'm working, I will go up and, you know, take a five minute break or 10 minute break, talk to people, see what's going on, you know, make sure everything's taken care of, whatever, and come back down to work. I'll go up for lunch, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but some people don't do that, especially if things like, um, uh, uh, you know, you're working from home because of a pandemic, you have kids. They're home too. They're not in school because of the pandemic. Yeah. Your children are not in daycare because of the pandemic. Yeah. Now you have the kids to deal with, you know, like what do you do? You're yep. going to get interrupted. Yep. Yeah. And that's that, that could
0: become a very real thing for you and I in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. They're, well, might
1: they're, enough that they're pretty autonomous, but yeah,
0: right. But there've, there've been talks about our local school system, either closing or yep. going to a cyber solution.
1: Yeah. Uh, the inside scoop is that it's, uh, well, they're going to a cyber solution. They've already rolled that out. Yeah. Um, uh, and the inside, the inside skinny on it is that it's not if, it's when, and yeah, it looks right. like probably in the next week.
0: Yeah, I've heard next week, but um, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's some there's some level of like approval that they have to get from the state or something that says yes, you're allowed to do
1: this, and that's yeah, what they're the working state on that's now. Uh, in a in a state of emergency, that state. Yeah, yeah, that state. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. So I was thinking about this too. I mean, I know we're, we're sort of getting off a little bit. Off yeah, of well, Wichico,
0: we, we solved all the WidgetCo's problems. Now we're just moving on to our usual banjo. Yeah, they're, they're billionaires now. <laughs> they're all so, fine.
1: So the schools, right? So our local school district has decided, well, we may have to close. We need to go online and we need to start doing online classes. Yeah. So they're working with, they, they use uh, Schoology um, okay. as their provider for, um, what is it? A grade book, and you know all the the, the stupid online stuff for the kids so they can everything.
0: Is is this the same thing that your son was using for a little
1: while? Yeah. Or was yeah, that different? Uh, okay. No, 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 no. School, Schoology is in in the school district. Oh, I get it. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not one of the uh, 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 homeschool things. Okay, I get Um it But they have partnered with Big Blue Button. I think is the name of the company. That's a great and name. Big Blue, B- Big Blue Buttony, Big Blue Button, Big Blue Button. Big Blue Button. Um, so, so it's my understanding is Schoology partnered with Big Blue Button to do the remote distance learning. Okay. Schoology's fairly embedded all over the place, mm-hmm. which means Big Blue Button is now about to get, I don't know how many school districts. Oh, Probably right. at least in the tens, if not hundreds. Right. How's that infrastructure going to work? Can out? they handle it? Right. Is that that's right. where you're going? Right. Oh, yeah.
0: It's okay. They'll just spin up more uh, AWS instances and Amazon... Uh, and then can they handle it? Then can, right. It's like a cascade. Exactly. Same. Exactly. Thing. Same thing.
1: So, so Can the you know, ISP and,
0: take the load? Can the application you're using take the load? Can the application that they're using take the increased infrastructure? Right. It just goes and goes right. and goes.
1: Amazon and does, is infinite, though. It's fine. And, right. And does Amazon go, oh, wow, look at all this increased load. That's a lot of demand and drive the prices up.
0: Right. They wouldn't do that
1: yeah amazon yeah, is so okay. such a friendly company they wouldn't do that Yeah, no, nobody would ever do that so there's a lot of considerations i mean and we haven't even touched like just the normal living from home stuff um um i know that personally we have not gone to the store and stocked up on toilet paper yet so i know
0: i feel like we are lax in that as well
1: i i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs>
0: of all the um, things for people to be stocking up on not food <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs>
1: do, you, do you have any idea? We have not been able to figure out why. Wh- what? The
0: the best why? I can figure, right? But this doesn't quite jive when you consider that people are not stockpiling food, right? The yeah. best I can figure is like, well, not I, everyone. Is, like, is like, hey, I might end up quarantined in my house. I may not be allowed to leave or I may not want to leave because there's a chance that I will contract COVID-19. So I need to make sure I'm stocked up on essentials like toilet paper. That's the only reasoning I can think of as to why people are stocking up on toilet paper.
1: It's a respiratory illness. Yeah, right. It has nothing. Right. It's not. Right. Toilet paper doesn't come into play here. Right. I think you're thinking. But. I think you're thinking too direct. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, this is not norovirus. This is coronavirus. This is two different things.
0: Maybe they're Uh, confused. My
1: my son was at Walmart yesterday. Yesterday. Our local Walmart. You're familiar with our local Walmart. Yeah. And uh, people were going through the checkout, piled high with toilet paper. He said there was no toilet paper in Walmart. None. It was all gone.
0: Yeah, no. I've... I, I like, mean,
1: that's that's significant. That's a lot of toilet paper. They do. They have an enormous <laughs> wall of toilet paper, and now it's empty. Yes. Um, my concern is food. My concern is being able to go out and get food. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, if everything starts closing... You know, what are companies like Walmart going to do? What are our local mom and pop shops going to do? You know, like. And, and then what about the deliveries to those places? Like, that's 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 my concern. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to get coronavirus. I'm not whatever. It's going to happen. I think most of most of the world is going to happen. It. It's going to be like a seasonal flu thing moving forward. And yeah, the first year or two going to suck. Yeah. But it's going to be something I have to deal with. But those first year or two is it like. I need food to eat. I have to keep myself up and going. You know? Yeah, I
0: I really, I feel like all of these places closing, all of the, you know, like, oh, we can't go to school now, we all have to work from home. I think it's a knee-jerk reaction to something that the media has blown out of proportion.
1: It's not, I don't think it's a horrible, horrible thing. No, it's um, not a
0: horrible response. Right. But we didn't do this for all of the other viruses no. that have gone no. crazy in the past 10 years. SARS. Right. We didn't do it for SARS. Right. We didn't do it for norovirus. We didn't do it for swine flu or bird flu. Well, norovirus has been around forever. but Yeah. But I mean, the, like, there was this epidemic of it a couple of years ago. The Ebola thing. Yeah. We didn't quarantine the whole country. Why no. is this one
1: different? Why is this special? I haven't found
0: anything that tells me that this uh, virus is in some the, way. The speed,
1: the speed of the spread. And, I, you know, honestly, I think it's I think it's the speed of the spread and, and the fact that people are more social online and spreading a lot of yes. you know, this information. And, and look, the the working from home thing, the closing school districts thing. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's a bad response. Right. Um, I think I think it's it's. A little bit overboard for everything to close yeah um you know i think that you know there's going to be a lot of scared people that you know are being told like no you have to come to work again think big box stores you know walmart and and supermarkets and you know even Amazon like I'm sorry you're going to have to come to work like that's how our company makes money and that's how the the economy continues to move forward and oh by the way people have to have this stuff Yeah right
0: you are you are now essential to like people right. continuing life like food right. stores and have to be that, open and that,
1: things like that Right I think the other the other things closing is actually not a horrible thing because that's going to take some of the spread off so you know look kids are a cesspool of germs Yeah and and corona's particularly bad there because the kids get it and they just go cough cough okay i'm better right meanwhile you know mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are like you know dying on dying on the floor because it doesn't affect kids the same way yeah um they seem to get a mild cough and you know fever maybe and then they're done um so sort of pulling them out and not letting them congregate so that you know one small infection doesn't turn into the entire town being infected is not a bad thing um i'm just my concern my 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 concern on at that aspect is is just the panic that that comes with it like there's a yeah. lot of people i've watched people in the past two weeks that i would have thought were incredibly level-headed that are like i've seen what they're doing now and i'm like are you you sure you're okay like this isn't armageddon man like you, you have the houses packed with food and you know i'm gonna close the door and i'm never coming out you know like I thought you were pretty level headed. Like this is this is a little bit overboard. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean I
0: don't know. You and I, uh we I mean we worked together through like two or three of these things. And I mean, I don't remember it ever getting this bad. And like I said, those those were much larger epidemics. A lot more people were sick, a lot more people were died, the symptoms were a lot worse. Um I don't know if it's just because this is just the beginning of this one, or or what, but it does not feel. If you look at the numbers, it does not feel as bad as swine flu and bird flu and SARS. Uh,
1: I think the numbers are. I think the numbers exceeded SARS at this point. Did they? Um, <clears throat> I, I think so. I'm. I'm not. I'm not an expert, but I. I, I think they may have. Uh, but the the other issue is that it's it's hit the U.S. harder than a, than a bunch of those other ones have. Yeah. Um, And I I mean, if I'm honest, I think this is the mild part, Um, because if the if this grows, if this if this if this matches some of the um, some of the epidemiological charts that I'm aware of, um, you know, up until summer, like enjoy it, because this is, you know, come next next winter, it's going to be 10 times worse. Because now it's embedded everywhere and it's just going to rise up all over the place, you know, like the flu does. Yeah. That's how that it's works. not like the flu. The, you know flu more about viruses than I do. <laughs> yeah, the flu, the flu doesn't really start in like one area and then break out and then yeah. you know infect the rest of the world. It's The flu has been around a while, so it starts in lots of different areas all at once. And if coronavirus does that with the spread that it's got now, you know, it's just it's going to take everything over really quick and, you know this is probably good, good exercise, getting ready for it. Um, and then in a year and a half, two years, we'll probably have a vaccine and then we can fight the anti-vaxxers and deal with that. <laughs> I don't, so. I mean, that, that
0: must be true of all of the other, uh, viruses we've encountered over the years then the swine flu and the bird yeah. flu and whatnot. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, the, I think the big differences that those, those seem to hit and die out and didn't come back. Right. Um, so do, the, do we really know that this will? We don't. Right. From what I understand, we don't, there hasn't enough time hasn't passed. Right. They're finding out new things like today. Um, my son was telling me, I think it was my son. No, a friend of mine was telling me there was an article that was put out um, about, so you've heard, of the, the the people that had coronavirus and got better mm-hmm. uh, and then they tested them and they had coronavirus again um, and they were they were thinking that they were getting reinfected um right. so and and to be clear this is i have not vetted this and i don't know that this has been 100 percent confirmed but it comes from a reputable source um what they have found is that well no they didn't get coronavirus again uh you shed it for five weeks after you've had it so oh, this wow. whole two week quarantine is not effective. You know, if well, you if you've had coronavirus and you get over it and they put you in a hole for two weeks and you come out, <laughs> you got three weeks to infect people.
0: What I what I read was that the two week quarantine was if you've been somewhere you think you may have been exposed to coronavirus, you should self quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And that's yeah. because it takes about fourteen days at the outer end for symptoms to manifest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but there's the there's the after you've gotten rid of it. There were they were saying at least initially they were saying the same basic thing, like don't don't go near people for a couple weeks and you right. know, et cetera. But it's turned out that's like five weeks. You need to quarantine people for another five weeks. So
0: this isn't like the um, flu, right, where you have it
1: and then once you're better, you're better. This is you're right. better, but you're well, still contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much like norovirus. So norovirus, you get it. Oh, um, you get sick. You throw up all over the place. You know, things yeah. come out of every orifice. You get better. You're like, cool. Uh, I think I think it's two weeks. You shed norovirus for two weeks. So if you've had it every and norovirus is is incredibly. Yeah, contagious. that's like ridiculously so contagious. The next two weeks, pretty much anybody you come in contact with can get it. Wow. Yeah. So that, that one's, that one's particularly bad. I don't think coronavirus is, I, it, how contagious coronavirus is, is still up in the air. So there was some, well, yeah, there were a couple so articles new. that were saying it's airborne and on surfaces yeah. and it lasts a while, but there's some, there's some other talk that says, you know, that might not be completely true and it's only certain conditions. And, you know, like, so there's still a lot, a to, lot to learn.
0: Yeah. I was just reading about that earlier today because I was curious because there's so much misinformation flying around Thank you, social media. Thank you, media in general. Uh, There's so much of that flying around that I was just like trying to debunk a few of them because it was kind of on my mind when I was planning for the show and whatnot. And one of them was I had heard a week or two ago, oh, yeah, it's airborne now. And I'm like, was that hype? Was someone just trying to scare everybody? And I looked it up and I pretty much found what you just said, where it's like,
1: that depends. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, this this could be similar to Chickenpox. Yeah. Everybody gets it. And once they get it, they're pretty much immune to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. There's exceptions, but you're, you're pretty much not going to get it again. Yeah. Um, or it could be like flu, where you get it and the next year you get it again. Now, the flu mutates. Yeah. The constantly. flu changes. Yeah. And coronavirus appears to be mutating as well. There have been three or four different variants that they found already. So, so it, you know, there, it, it seems to be leaning more towards the flu model than something like the chicken box model. So, yeah. But again, there is a lot we don't know, a humongous amount we don't know, and you know, the 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 number one biggest piece of advice that I've seen across virologists that I've that I've listened to, epidemiologists that I've listened to, um, people that I've talked to, various virologists, epidemiologists, the CDC, the WHO, like all of these people, wash your damn hands constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's warm water, soap. You don't need to have like, – this antibacterial soap is garbage. Just don't waste your time. Just bar soap, yeah. wash your hands, 30 seconds minimum. TDC says and, 20.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. I, he, literally, 30. the article I sent you earlier today is said okay. 20. But, so, yeah, I, I've, I've
0: heard 30 seconds an, a lot too. seconds. an extra 10 seconds. An extra 10, ain't gonna 10 hurt seconds ain't going to hurt you. It, it hurt might you. dry your skin out, so keep some
1: uh, keep some right. uh, moisturizer and, and what And what you think is 30 seconds – unless you're counting is probably 20 seconds anyway so
0: oh yeah right and and the human brain isn't really great at counting second by second so
1: yeah and that so there's an upside to this too so if a lot of people like if the majority of people start doing this you know cough into your your uh into your elbow yep um you know do what you can to stop touching your face wash your hands constantly i'm
0: touching my face all the time that
1: prevents habit everybody does um everybody does um that will actually prevent flu as well we might we mm-hmm. might end up having like one of the mildest flu seasons in history because of it yeah no i mean i've i've always chalked
0: up the fact that i don't get sick r- r- very often to the fact that i have a good immune system but i think a lot of that is because i do wash my hands a lot <laughs> Yeah. I, I do i do have a, b- a bad habit of touching my face and like the beard and stuff but um but yeah it's um it's just I know a lot of people that don't, you know, they, they don't wash their hands that frequently. Right.
1: And, um, right. well, whatever. And look, if you're in the bathroom and you go to the bathroom, wash your damn hands. Oh, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's gross. Wash your hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, all right. at any rate, I think we've, we've talked that uh, far enough through. We've saved Widget Corp. They can now work remotely on Monday like they want to. They might spend some money to do it, though.
1: <laughs> They're going to spend some money to do it. They're definitely going to spend some money. To well, do that's it. the other. That's the other thing we talked about this before the show. Um, I'm curious to see how many companies after this increase the number of work from home uh, yeah, right. uh, opportunities there are. Because I, I, you, you know this as well as I do. Like I get so much more work done when I'm home.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the day. There are days where I feel like if I was in an office, I would feel more obligated to do work. But when I'm actually like, when the brain is engaged, I get so much more done because I can focus more. There's no distractions.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I feel like as if you average it over time, I think I get substantially more work done than I do when I'm in an office.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like, it's a problem for me, but there's probably maybe a day a week. Where it's just like my brain is not there, sure. and it's hard to keep focused, and it's hard. That happens to... in the office too. Yeah, it does happen in the office, but in the office, you're more uh, inclined to do to at least appear busy. Or <laughs> here, I can just be like, yeah, I don't feel like working. <laughs>
1: I would almost argue that just leaning back and saying, I don't feel like working right now is better because if you're, yeah, it is. you know, I would say you, it cause is at that point you're going to relax yeah. and you're going to gain your energy back faster than trying to sit at your desk and look like you're working. Yeah. you know you're too busy calculating like, Oh, well if, if Steve comes over and talks to me, right. I got to say this, but if Mary comes over, I got to say this other thing. Like, Oh, I got to have answers for all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually, we've been considering, um, homeschooling our kids and if they do sort of force this on us it'll be like a nice trial (laughs) you know what i mean so i'm almost Um, almost looking forward to that to see how it works out see if the kids can deal with it see if we can deal with that kind of that kind of stuff
1: yeah uh socialization is the is the the piece that that you missed with that but
0: yeah i mean our kids are involved in enough things that i don't think that'll be a huge problem yeah but uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, I don't know. I don't know. That's part of the part of the struggle. So cool. Cool. So right, push, push the, the fuchsia button, the fuchsia. But it's not fuchsia. It's purple. So now we're going to have to change the color of the buttons just so that just to throw you off. Because now you're learning
1: lavender, the... lavender. lilac, violet, push the violet button, push periwinkle, the, push the violet, push the periwinkle button. I'm going
0: to I'm going to name the, the buttons or something. Call it Frank. And push, push Bob. Push Bob. <laughs> All right. So moving on to announcements. Um, I don't. We didn't really feel... Oh, we probably have a lot of announcements that uh, are not in the notes right now because Uh, things are moving all over the place. Uh, So I'm going to do the usual Patreon thing, and I know you probably have a thing to talk about for Whopper Summit, so if you want to prepare for that while I'm going through this. Uh, So, Patreon. We have 12 patrons. I don't think that's changed since last time. I'm going to rattle through the names here and say thank you to each and every one of you for being patrons of the show. Uh, 22532, again, our longest-running patron. Thank you a ton for being there as long as you have. Uh, Andy, Charles, uh, Dementor, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago. Well, probably like two months ago now. Uh, Gimpy B, Jay. Hi, Jay. That's that's you. Uh, Jason B, John, uh, Julius, Mark with a C, Mark with a K, and Ryan. Thank you, each and every one of you. And Jason has dropped off the show. This is not good. Did you... He closed the wrong window again, I guarantee it. So, uh, that's the Patreon update. Thank you, folks, for being patrons. I'm going to keep rambling on until Jason rejoins. Maybe I'll just go straight into reviews and he can talk about Whopper afterward. (laughs) Oh, I have something of an announcement. Being a Red Hat employee now, uh, if you didn't hear, Red Hat Summit has been converted from a uh normal you know a, a conference to a virtual event and it is now free if you had tickets they're going to be refunded or you can convert them to a uh, ticket for next year's conference which i think unless they change this for some reason should be in boston uh this year's would have been in san francisco and <coughs> excuse me and it looks like jason is back hi here we'll add him back oh. in you're back oh. did you close the wrong one or did the internets
1: die on you Oh, Chrome is the worst. I wasn't even in the Chrome window. I was in. <laughs> Did it just close on you? <laughs> it, it. I don't know. So anyway, I was just
0: telling the viewers that uh, Summit has Red Hat Summit has been converted to a virtual conference this year, and it's free. So if you yes. ever, I know you've you've wanted to go to Summit for years. Now is your chance. <laughs> yeah, but I can't have beers with people. You can't have beers with people, and that is that is. Well, I
1: guess I could virtually, but
0: Summit Summit is a I. I've been to Summit three times now, or is it
1: four? Yeah, rub it in.
0: And there was a chance I was going to go this year, so I'm, I'm really kind of bummed that they that they did this, but uh, Summit is a great place to just go hang out with people, have a beer or two, have some good uh, snacks and hors d'oeuvres, <laughs> and just sort of talk to people that are in the communities that you like to be part of, right? So like Fedora, or you know different Red Hat projects, or a bunch of vendors, um, and the talks are usually spot on, so... If you guys haven't been to a summit and you're ever curious about what kind of talks, at least, you might see at Summit, uh, this year it's free, and you can do it online. Um, Once I have a link for people to register, I will certainly share it. So, good stuff, Summit. So, did you get your stuff about Whopper? Can we talk about Whopper now? Whopper Summit?
1: Yeah, so, uh, I know I've been pumping Whopper Summit quite a bit, but uh, uh, we are... Uh the update is on the Whopper Summit page. Um, but due to the COVID-19 blah 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 blah, um we <laughs> are um postponing Whopper Summit until September. Um so they don't have the dates on here yet, but it will be September. It's like the third weekend in September, I think. 18th through the 20th, maybe. Um that sounds Oh, there it is. S- September eighteenth to twentieth. It is in the, net, the update. So um so here's here's the deal. If you have a hotel for for Whopper, um c- uh cancel it. Um there you Good know, idea. there's plenty of time to cancel before uh before Whopper Summit, and they shouldn't give you a hard time. If they do give you a hard time, um there is an email address to send uh information to and we will assist. Uh, it's canary at Whoppersummit.org. Um, that's our COVID canary. Um, did they put in here that the COVID canary is dead? That was the, that was the big joke. Um, anyway, um, so the that um, that will will help you make sure that that's taken care of. Uh, don't get rid of your ticket. Um, hang on to your ticket. Um, anybody who has a ticket before June, uh, you're going to get an S A O whopper pin um, that you can wear at the event to you know, demonstrate your support of Whopper. Uh, and it's a little extra that, you know, people who register later are not going to get. Um, so we're, we're honoring all tickets. Um, if you can't make it, uh, I believe, don't quote me, um, but I'm, I don't see it in here. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're uh, refunding if, if you're not going to be able to make it. Um, again, email and find out uh, and we'll take care of it. Um, it sucks. We wanted to have it anyway, um, but... You know, Philly is Philly has coronavirus. Um, so you know, better safe than sorry. And yep. Yep. That's what we're doing. Well,
0: that's two conferences down, and there are a bunch that have been canceled or postponed. Um South by Southwest, did you hear? South by Southwest got canceled this year. First time in 34 years.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh, here's here's one for you. DEF CON might be getting canceled. Wow.
0: Defcon's not I mean, until it, August.
1: That's the big joke every year is that Def Con is. was canceled uh, is. and this year uh Defcon China had already been canceled or postponed yeah um well, and they're already sense. they're already talking about whether or not they're going to cancel defcon
0: as far out um, as August
1: do you really think so uh yeah, yeah hope is talking about it um Defcon has been talking about it um there's a bunch of different conferences that are still coming up. there was one that I saw uh i can't remember which one it was that was saying um they're not until june or july and they say they're basically saying look we don't want to cancel we want to have this yeah um and it is it there is plenty of time between then and now and then for us to make a decision and we're just going to monitor um yeah you know we we don't want to prematurely cancel and then you know the time rolls around and nothing's going on but uh since Whopper is in two weeks, and uh, you know everything is heating up here, we we figured we'll just we'll step back right yeah, now. Yeah, no,
0: and... I think it makes sense for Whopper, but for them to mm-hmm. even be talking about canceling DefCon, which is at the in the middle of summer,
1: right? Well, you know that feels premature to me. No, well, like I said, they're talking about it. They no, yeah, the no definitive plans have been made. Um, but no, I mean, I mean they, 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 like, they... there's there's school districts that are like, oh yeah, we're gonna close for a
0: week, and to me, that's like. Why? Why are you closing for one week? Like it's gonna be yeah, any better in a week? <laughs>
1: a I don't month. I would say, you know, events, but. but yeah. Um, uh, one thing that Whopper is doing um, is uh, we're working to hold Mini Whoppers at other conferences. So uh, think of it as like a, a, a slightly larger Hardware Hacking Village um, at at local conferences in different different areas. Um, so I'll be talking to the B sides crew and seeing if we can get them in there, and you know, so that cool. that's cool. something that we may end up doing, and that they may that may turn into something bigger. So we'll see. Cool. All right, uh, is that all the announcements
0: we have? I'm sure you're going to fill in the Whopper stuff in the notes, so we'll have that when I post the show. If anybody wants to find the, uh, oh, yeah. the informational page that Jason was just talking about,
1: yeah, it's right on the front page, but I'll put it in there. Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it out loud as I type it. Whopper. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, then moving right on into reviews.
0: Uh, we actually have a couple things to talk about. We got a review on iTunes. I think I think this is iTunes. You sent this to me. Yeah, Apple Podcasts right there. It must be iTunes. Yep. It's Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Yes. Um, Welsh One Lad, who I believe we've interacted with through YouTube in the past. I recognize the name. I forget where from, unless he, I don't know. Uh, he gave us four stars, and he says, the show continues to improve even more so since the host has joined. You keep typing, and it's moving this down while I'm trying to read it. Even more so since the host has joined Red Hat, and we're getting more hosts. I think he means guests on the show than before. And that, that, that God, stop it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he says sysadmin—I don't know if he means iron sysadmin, but I think he just says sysadmin—is a good place to listen to real-world news and issues that are brought up uh, brought up in the news slot. Uh, the two hosts bounce off each other pretty well. I don't know. Does that make both of us rubber? Wasn't it one of us rubbers, the other I don't one's know.
1: Blue? I, I, I find it hard to bounce there's off no, of you. There's no remotely, bouncing. So. There's no
0: bouncing involved. Uh, Two of us bounce off each other. Well, yeah, it seem uh, clued in on the subjects that they bring up, Uh, it's a good show, keep up the good work so thank you Trooper, not Trooper, Trooper's the next one, thank you uh, Welsh lad, Welsh one lad, for the review, and uh, the other is just a comment we got on YouTube from Trooper-ish who I think is watching right now, hi Trooper, he was in the comments so anyway, hi if you're still there, Uh, now I went and clicked on the wrong thing
1: where did it go, there it is Next thing you know, you're gonna like close the app, and yeah, and I don't get
0: to rejoin, start the stream again. Uh, he simply is lamenting the fact that he missed our live stream last time around um, because I think it's probably because we went live late because of uh, Uncle Mark uh, and his his family commitments. Um, but remember, if you subscribe. And you hit the notification bell, you'll know when we go live. So, and maybe that's how you uh, how you were short of to catch us this time. I don't know.
1: And his his he says hi in the chat. Yeah, I oh, see. Hi, that's good. He or she or they or them or them or...
0: hi them, trooper. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, uh, don't forget to hit that notification, and then you'll know when we go live. Unless like your phone was on mute or something, and you didn't get it. That's possible. And
1: that's it for reviews. Get it get a wristy device that buzzes for you.
0: There you go, get a wristy device. It's like we're the old like James Bond wristwatch that does everything. We finally have those. Yeah, except they killing people. Except they don't have like lasers like they used to they used to have like lasers and little guns and like whatever. My my watch has laser all on it. Does it have a laser? Can you like melt through a steel it's door that you've been trapped points behind? Down, it points down and it doesn't, and reads my pulse. That's a different kind of, that's not the same kind of laser. I mean like the lasers we were promised in spy films that you can like cut through bank vault
1: doors with. Yeah, yeah. You get a free watch that has a laser in that when you get your flying car. Damn. Touche.
0: <laughs> Freaking flying cars. We were supposed hoverboard. to have flying cars by now and hoverboards. Anyway, I think that covers uh, that. I don't know that we have much to chat about. You have anything cool going? On? How's your uh, your 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 bar top gaming system going? Got that thing done? It yet. works.
1: It works. I built it. It works. Awesome. I've got it, it plays games. Um, uh, I still have so it's. I used a Raspberry Pi four. Um, I got the the four gig version because I figure. I might as well get whatever the best is because it will be able to, it, you know, has more horsepower. It should be able to emulate better. Um, the problem is that there's no RetroPie for it yet, and there's no Recall Box for it yet. So there's no Raspberry Pi four versions of the that software yet. So I'm using something called Laka, Um
0: I've heard of this, I think. which is
1: which is neat. It has like a so the the interface is like a, a PlayStation interface. Hmm. So I'm not overly thrilled with it, but it works. You don't like PlayStation. Um, I, I never really got... I never really enjoyed their interface. Um, okay. But uh, uh, so it works. It works. You know, it seems to work. Uh, the games play. If I play a MAME game, um, it's almost perfect. It, really? It, both controllers okay. work. The buttons work. Cool. I've got sound. Everything's awesome. If I do like a, a Nintendo uh, or a Game Boy or even Atari um, emulation, the controllers get stupid. So I have two controllers... The system sees it as two individual controllers but when you emulate any of anything that's a console only the right hand controller works that's interesting i don't i don't know why i have not figured out what the hell's going on yet um so i, I still have some more work to do on it and uh um, i'm hoping Apparently. the internet dumps a bunch of roms on my computer so that i have more games to play um, I thought you already had really... like a billion of them or something. did you have all the games ever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to get a bunch of MAME. I don't have a lot of MAME games. Um, mm. So I, I have a bunch of Metal Slugs. I've got, um, what do I have? The Simpsons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Marvel versus Capcom. So, uh, and they're fun. They're a lot of fun. The um, um, the MAME stuff was always difficult for me
0: because the last, I mean, I tinkered with MAME years and years and years ago and the emulation just wasn't there. So, you know, you'd, you'd fire up a MAME ROM. And even though it's like a game from ten years ago, uh, it still ran like crap because the machine, because of the emulation, the emulation wasn't there. I don't know if that's gotten better.
1: It's gotten a bit better. Um, So there's, I think, Metal Slug Two runs a little bit slow, but it's there's like there's five or six different MAME emulators on the on the uh, different ROMs for emulate or different cores they call them, different cores for emulating MAME. Um, And I haven't gone through all of them, so I'm sure some work better for others. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, fun.
0: Yeah, this was, there was was a, I know you like Gauntlet. Um, You may remember... I would kill for
1: a Gauntlet ROM.
0: Well, you may remember there was a, there was like a, a successor to Gauntlet called Gauntlet Legends. Yes. I used to play that in the arcade, like, when I was in college, I would like class to go play Gauntlet Legends in the, in the local arcade. And that was the game I was trying to run. And I, I, I did finally get the ROM. I don't know if I still have it. If I can find it, I'll see if I can get it to you. But um, I did finally get the ROM, but it wouldn't play on anything. It would play, but it was so horribly slow that it was just unusable, unplayable.
1: There's a disturbingly large number of Gauntlet games. Some really? of these are just because they're on different consoles. But... Oh yeah, the console Ga- one was not the same. Oh look, Gauntlet Dark Legacy, Gauntlet Legends. Gauntlet Legends Gauntlet, is the one I played. Gauntlet 2, Gauntlet Revision 14, mm. Gauntlet Revision 1.
0: <laughs> Lots of Gauntlets.
1: Yeah, so I need to write a uh um need to write a scraper for this thing. <laughs> uh I think I looked it up. They had they had a I think it was on this one. Um there's like, I don't know, like something like five terabytes of games or something. Wow.
0: So I've been working on uh, a Jeep-related mm-hmm. project that involves lots of metal and grinders and a welder. I'm making a front bumper for my Jeep, and it's been a lot of fun.
1: Weren't you making the front bumper for the Jeep last time we talked? Uh,
0: I think I was just starting it. It's a sort of thing where um, I bought the steel probably a month and a half ago. And then there were a few other things I had to get. I had to find the time to work on it and all that kind of stuff. Now, Now I'm actually working on it. It's about, uh, I'd call it at least halfway done.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be cool when it's done as long as everything works right. (laughs) As long as I get it all shaped in the right shape and all that stuff. A lot of work. So much work. Like fabrication shops.
1: So so are you going like uh, um, uh, Mad Max style? No. No, I'm... Oh. I'm a
0: very – I'm a very – like a lot of people build vehicles, trucks especially, like to the freaking hill where they've got like all this insanity, like the big brush guard and the big hoop in the front and like the cow catcher and all that crap. I'm I'm not that guy. I like a very sleek, very simple, very – functional (laughs) vehicle and that's that's going to come through with this thing i'm i'm working on a couple fun like styling pieces with some angles that i'm working on so that should look pretty cool but that's about as fancy as it's going to get so yeah i think it's going to be cool and it'll have a nice spot to put a winch which i don't have yet but um i will hopefully soon (laughs) and then uh i've 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 been an off-roader for like 20 years, and I've never owned a winch, which some people are like floored when I say that, because that's like the first thing everybody does when they buy a Jeep, they get a new bumper, they just go out and buy one, whatever they can find, and they put a winch on it. Even if they're not going off-road, they, they just have to have that winch. <laughs> because it's, How do
1: you live without a winch?
0: Because it's the look, right? They want the look. And I i never wheel alone, which is like a, kind of a best practice. Don't go out alone. So I've never needed a winch. I've always just had someone else there to, to help, but... I figure uh, with more guiding and leading that I'm doing, I should probably have a winch now. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're the one that's getting pulled out and you're the guide, that's. You know. If
0: I'm the one leading, I should probably have all the stuff at my disposal that I
1: need. So, yeah. But. Cool. Sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. If 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 anybody's interested, I can certainly share information about it on the show when it's done. If no one cares, then I won't bother. <laughs> Alright, so we All can right. we could probably talk about the news. What do you think? Sounds like fun. I have a button to
1: push first. It's the violet one. You can you can tell by the music. It's the violent button.
0: The violent. The violent button. <laughs> All right. So first up in the news uh, is actually a I don't know. Does Lifehacker publish articles? I suppose they do. They it's a life hack. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a it's blog. Not, it's, it's not quite a life hack. Blog. Yeah. Okay. There's a blog from Lifehacker. Um, basically, they well not they but they have, they are sharing information about I guess just four apps that were um, advertised as security apps for both Android and yep. iOS that were actually spying on us. I didn't look Two at the details. Yeah, right. I didn't look at the details on exactly how they're spying at us, spying on us. But the four apps are, and I'll list the platform they're on as well so you know whether you're affected or not, Adblock Focus, which is both Android and iOS, uh, Free and Unlimited VPN, which is on Android, Luna VPN, which is Android and iOS, and Mobile Data. Who names their app Mobile Data? That just sounds sketchy. That's on Android
1: um so that is free and unlimited vpn Uh, yeah free and unlimited (laughs) vpn sounds kind of sketchy too um remember kids if it's free and unlimited it's probably you're the product
0: if it's if it sounds too good to be true it probably is who was it that said that wasn't it like some famous person probably i'm gonna say abraham lincoln because that's what everybody quotes uh now i'm gonna have to go look Um, that up
1: so they were; uh, th- these apps were able to track data by gaining root access to the files and folders, um, and that is both that is something that neither Google nor Apple allow. Yeah, that and is they weird. they the developers are using loopholes to get around it. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, enjoy your uh, free spam.
0: Yeah. And in the two minutes I've looked, I can't find who coined that phrase. So, someone else can go look it up.
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, the data was collected and sent to something called Sensor Tower, which is a cross-platform <laughs> analytics uh, platform. Interesting. Um, and none of these apps have said what they're doing with the data or um, what they're tracking or anything. They're just I'm sure know, it's them on there and uh, totally and you trust them.
0: Totally nothing to worry about. This is all above board. Not, not anything to worry about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the app goes into, um, you know, the normal, hey, stupid. Um, you know, your VPN app asking for permission to your camera? Eh, probably don't need to do that. Yeah, that is the uh, kind of your, thing that you need to be wary of. Your, your ad blocker asking for access to your file folders? Again, eh, probably don't need to do that. Yeah, right. So, you know, look at the permissions when they're popping up and stop just hitting yes. It's not a EULA.
0: Yeah, except the EULA. The EULA's fine. That's only a legally binding agreement. Yeah, but access to your camera? No, no. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, speaking of cameras. Speaking of cameras and lots of other things. Um. So, Forbes. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised now that I'm looking at this that this is on Forbes. Um, Forbes doesn't sound like the sort of site you would find, um, information about leaks from Apple on, right? But whatever, here it is. Uh, Apple accidentally just confirmed its radical iPhone upgrades and get away from here. You silly ad ad that's going to play at me. Um, let's see here. I read through this whole thing and now I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, basically a, I think it was an accidental release of some of their was it the source? Not source, but some of the code for iOS 14.
1: Yeah, which I'm jealous of. Yeah, Um, right. (laughs) So the big thing they're
0: talking about here is there's been rumors, I guess, of a budget iPhone. And this sort of confirms it. Some of this, of course, is speculation, but I guess some of the code or some of the features that they found within the 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 code that they grabbed uh does confirm that there will be There's. i think they're speculating it's going to be called an iphone 9 which is strange right. why they would hold the 9 for a budget phone i think it's strange uh but whatever it's um they don't have pictures or whatever in here but they're supposedly rendering somewhere on the internet of what this thing is supposed to look like and they called it retro which I'm guessing probably means it doesn't look like an iPhone 10 because that qualifies as retro, as retro anymore. Um, but it's going to be a, a price point of around 400 dollars is again speculation. So an iPhone for 400 bucks, uh, they think that's going to be a pretty popular thing.
1: Yeah, There's- I think the retro, the retro design. Well, first of all, it's Touch ID. Yeah. And I think the the retro design is was I want to say I don't know if it's in here, but I think. Um, one of the things mentioned about the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 9 is that they're going back to this the squared corners on the phone. Let's look um, here. Which, which I guess everybody really liked. Um, Leaks confirmed. And let's see. iPhone 9 supposed to have the same chipset that the iPhone 11 has. Um, so
0: the images that I'm finding here of the iPhone 9, supposedly leaked images, looks very similar to the iPhone 8 that I had. Yeah which had Touch ID. Yeah, which is, which had is the, very rendered. Had the rounded corners. Or rounded, rather. Yeah. Rather rendered,
1: yeah. Very rounded.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't hate the design of that phone. It was not a bad phone. It fit in the hand well. It wasn't too big. <coughs> I do... There's moments I regret that I, that I picked up the Pixel XL instead of the, the standard Pixel, because the standard Pixel is more similar to the size of the, the iPhone that I had. Right. There's other times I love that large screen, though, so it's kind of a toss-up. But anyway...
1: Yeah. Yep. So the the new flagship iPhones are supposed to have all the all the latest technology and cameras, you know, I don't know, there's gonna be like 60 cameras on the back that did 12 megapixels. <laughs> what 12, they say like, megapixels was and, the, No,
0: it was like what was it? It was like 64 megapixel.
1: Yeah, so the, you know the, the it primary said? camera is it here? the primary camera will be 64 megapixel yeah. and um that's insane potential move to the same pixel binning technology that the Galaxy S20 uses. Did you find out
0: what pixel binning is? You were looking that up when I was doing. Yeah, the intro. so it's, it's
1: basically smaller pixels used to uh, sort of make up what uh, a larger pixel size. It's it's get like a more pretty pretty common in the cameras now.
0: More dense pixel out of it or something?
1: Yeah, so it's 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 to you get a higher pixel density and get better pictures out of it, I guess. Um, and a humongous battery, which they're they're speculating is for five G. Um, yeah, five G is a waste of money, people. Um, and uh yeah, we'll see what happens 5G's um, although waste of money, huh? 5G, so 5g so the s20s have well, the s20 ultra super awesome max fantastic one has 5g in it and every every review I've heard on this thing says, eh, you're not gonna get 5g anywhere so currently, yeah, yeah, if you're buying it for 5g and and the way that the phones work today, if you're buying a phone today for 5G, chances are when you go to buy your phone next year, you're still not going to have 5G unless you live in like New York, right. California, right? Um, like in a big city. So I was even just... then they were saying that 5G is not like it's not it's not dense and it's just not as good as people think it's going to be.
0: Yeah. I was yet. just just curious to see if the Pixel 4 is 5G. I didn't think it was. It's not. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm honestly not that worried about that. My phone is, yeah. so like any new technology, right? So 5G is supposed to change the world, right? That's what they're touting anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you so can those, get like, work from home. like gigabit in your pocket, right? Um, I don't think that's going to be realistic anytime soon.
1: Is that a gigabit in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> it's totally a gigabit in my pocket. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm
0: not too worried about 5G. 4G or LTE or whatever the hell you want to call it it has served my needs in a handheld device just fine. Um, I still have my cable internet service at home, which works just fine for all of my other needs. Now, would it be awesome if I could simply pay one provider for both my internet access on my phone and my home, and that was fast enough and it was gigabit? That might be cool. But I don't think the world's ready for that. At least the U.S. is not ready for that yet. We're still yeah. buying toilet paper because we're afraid of coronavirus. So right.
1: Now, the other thing <laughs> that I found with five G is um, to get the higher speeds, they're using very high frequencies, like in the six gigahertz range. Yeah. Um, that's really, really, really easy to block. Yeah. Like really easy. So so that means that they're going to have to go much higher density with radio t- with towers in order to get five G out there. And it, so it you falls mean, off very rapidly. I mean, think of... it's th- same with wireless. So when when things started started going wireless with with like five G, yeah, you know five G does not have the same penetration that two point four does. Right. So when you say block, you don't mean like nefariously blocked. You mean like no. there's there's trees no. around. It's blocked. <laughs> no, I mean put it in your back pocket and turn away from the tower yeah. and your body is now uh, blocking it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or sorry, face the tower. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Uh, one of the one of the um, uh, it was on Tech Meme right home the the podcast one of the articles that he cited one of the tests that the guys did the guy did when he got his 5G is he found 5G signal in the corner yeah, and he brought it up and he tested it and then he turned around and he tested it and the 5G went away yeah so yeah, the body body blocking is very much a thing.
0: I mean, it's I mean, if you remember though, that's exactly how spotty cell service was 20 years ago yeah. when we were all first right. starting to get our devices. I so I that's totally exactly agree. what I mean. It's just not there yeah. yet. It probably yeah. will be. It'll come around. It might take 10 years to do it, but it'll come around. I mean, yep. things seem to be moving faster now than they used to be. I don't know if you've noticed that, but so it, maybe it won't be 10 years. Maybe it'll be two years. But you know. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> all right. Let's talk about something a little more, a little smaller uh garden smarter.
0: gnomes garden gnomes no not not garden gnomes it's the the gnome uh, project
1: oh uh, i thought it was the oh, what was that what was that cartoon with the gnome uh, uh david the gnome david the gnome From, i thought it like, was back the gnome. in the back in the 80s yeah yeah, yeah david the yeah. gnome
0: i hated that show <laughs> <laughs> david the gnome was not 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 a cool gnome he didn't like pickpocket anybody no, wait, no, gnomes, that's halflings. Uh, gnomes are good at building things, right? They're all about, like, engineering.
1: Yeah, they got the, the goggles. Right, right. All, all steampunky. Steampunky. All right, so Gresik the gnome yep. has landed.
0: Yep, gnome 3.36. So if you run a Linux desktop and you run gnome, like I am running this podcast on right now, I'm not on 3.36 yet, though, because updating the day before a show is usually a bad idea.
1: <laughs> live a little
0: so uh, basically there's a bunch of graphical improvements and what I mean by graphical there are basically some UI elements have been redesigned Jason thinks they look like macOS because he thinks because everyone's trying to copy macOS
1: no they're just it's very mac looking there's a
0: there's a do not disturb toggle now in the UI which is I don't know kind of neat Like I, I like the concept I never really thought about that as something that I needed but it's cool Comes and in really it,
1: handy when you're on like uh, uh, conference calls, yeah. And, and people are sending you nasty messages about other people in the conference calls, and you turn Do Not Disturb on so it doesn't <laughs> show up. It might be nice
0: to use. I mean, literally while I'm doing this show, right? Not having notifications pop up could be handy. Hey, but that'd be nice. <clears throat> um, they've improved the screen lock page. They've sort of like consolidated the screen lock at the login page, apparently. I don't know what that gets you, except maybe fewer lines of code, which might make things more efficient. I think they did say there were speed improvements, though I don't I didn't read that deeply into the article to find out.
1: Yeah, major performance improvements. Right
0: there, major performance improvement. I mean, that's because they combine yep. the screen lock and the login page. Yeah, uh, probably. Gnome claims that this update also brings performance improvements to the Gnome desktop. Now, I think Gnome performs decent, but hey, better is better, right?
1: Yeah, GNOME, is, gnome has always performed decent. I like gnome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now gnome three, when it first came out, was like such a big change. Yes, that it was kind of problematic. But Fedora rolled it out in like what was it, fifteen or sixteen? And I don't think gnome was ready yet. No, maybe not. <laughs> but I mean, out. Fedora was also, has also always been bleeding. Yeah, edge. Yeah, they're pretty like they're that. pretty bleeding edge. So that's that's yeah. part of it.
1: There were there were. I remember um, remember a certain neighbor of mine in the cubicle next to me installing that and the flurry of, of four-letter <laughs> words over the next couple of, of days was oh, yeah. just amazing.
0: Yeah, GNOME 2 I had, I mean, I was it was working pretty well. I mean, GNOME 2 had a much simpler interface. Um, GNOME 3 just changed so much that I I had to, I think I switched to LXDE for a while because I couldn't take yeah. GNOME 3. It was, just, it was that yeah. bad. It was between that the, bad.
1: Between the two of us, we had, we had tweaked the hell out of GNOME 2 and made so many changes yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. And then GNOME 3 came along and threw all those out the window and you had to learn the GNOME 3 way to make all the changes.
0: And the fact that they, I mean, even right now on this machine, because um, I'd only recently reinstalled Fedora on it because like I said a couple months ago now, I got a new laptop. Yeah. Um, things like the minimize button in your, in your windows, it's, it's not there. Like you have to right click on the title bar and click minimize to minimize a window. That bothers yeah, the hell a, out of me. There's I, a, <laughs> uh,
1: I forget what Gnome calls it, but the registry tool. thing that they have. Yep, so GNOME, you can go in and change that.
0: Gnome tweak tool lets you change so much about Gnome. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's Gnome. When GNOME 3 rolled out, they made certain design choices that were based around how certain people did, like were expected to work, and then they just sort of hid all the things that <laughs> that didn't fit that particular workflow, and it was really annoying. I thought it was odd for them to to simplify it like that. Now, over the years, I've gotten used to it, and I I get it. I get why they did it that way, and I'm happy that you can turn a lot of that stuff back off. So, but whatever. Uh, the point is there's a new version of GNOME, GNOME 3.3.6, which is, I don't know. We'll see. They say there are significant. It's, it's, uh, you will have a noticeable difference in the performance when using a distribution with GNOME 3.3.6. Hopefully so, that's a positive difference. Yeah, right. I hope it's positive. <laughs> um, oh, that's a clock redesign. That's great. Uh, user documentation update. GNOME setup assistant improvements.
1: Nobody reads the documentation. Why waste time on that? Well, they've improved
0: it. Maybe, Maybe everybody will love it now. Oh, and I watched the video that's in here. Um, This might sound simple, right? So um, GNOME 3, when you set your desktop wallpaper, you can also set the lock screen wallpaper. And I always thought it was weird. Like, I don't really care what my lock screen wallpaper is because no one ever really sees it. When it's locked, the screen usually goes to sleep. So you don't really see it. I guess they figured that that's not really a feature that people cared about, so now they've changed it so that the lock screen wallpaper will automatically simply be a blurred version of your init- of your background wallpaper, which I think makes sense. It seems weird that it took them that long to get there, though. <laughs> so that's it Shh, about GNOME three three six. the video. Quiet. Oh, you're watching the video. Okay. <laughs> So I'll, I'll go on to talk about uh, Google yeah. and their TV I do, problems. I do
1: like that they they compare like what it looked like before and now. Yeah. which is which is nice.
0: There are there are some nice nice differences. Uh, they they went with some different UI elements. They went with um, they have like a an application grouping mechanism now where you can group things inside of the app drawer, which I guess was there before, but I didn't know it. Uh, but they changed yeah. it slightly and it it looks a little nicer, works a little nicer now. So
1: cool stuff. Cool.
0: Fedora cool. probably has it already, and I just haven't installed it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's talk about cool. Let's let's go from talking about cool stuff to talking about uncool stuff.
0: This is frustrating. Um, so nine to five Google has an article. Google blocks its Android TV partners from also using Amazon's Fire TV. Now I I kind of get this, but I real I'm disappointed. Uh, so basically, um, this article is all about how if you are a TV manufacturer who is licensed, I guess, or partnered with Google to run Google TV on your uh, your television. Android TV, Android TV. I'm sorry, which by the way, I had forgotten existed. Right. Like I'm an Android guy, and I forgot that Android has a TV. Android has a TV's platform. <laughs> So that's how popular it is. <laughs> right. Maybe people use it. I, I don't. I'm a Roku guy. I've always used Roku. I like how it's disconnected from my devices. Usually, it's just a thing I plug in and I can upgrade and replace whenever I want. But whatever. Um, I do use some Chromecasts, but that's not this. This is this is literally like an Android distro that runs on a TV. Yeah, it's yeah, it's
1: it's just like like t- think of the the Roku that's yeah. embedded well, in the TV that it, sort of thing.
0: It looks a lot like Android Auto. If you look at the UI, I don't know if you've ever seen Android Auto, but no, um, the haven't. UI looks very similar to Android Auto, which is funny, except that TVs don't generally have a touchscreen. So how this works, I guess you just have to fiddle around with your remote and get to different things, but right. whatever. The point of the article, which we're not getting to, is that um, if you're a TV manufacturer and you're a partner with Google that you run Android TV on your devices, you are literally forbidden by contract, apparently to uh, to run a competitor. Now, they call out specifically um, forked versions of Android TV, such as Amazon's Fire TV. Apparently, Amazon's Fire TV, just like Fire Tablet, is just a fork of the Android TV um, application in the same way that Amazon's Fire Tablet is a fork of Android, the mobile OS. So, yeah. This seems like...
1: I don't. This this feels very wrong. It feels feels wrong. Like it's. It feels like it's against the the. I. I mean. I don't know if this is GPL or not, but this feels very much against the spirit of something like the GPL.
0: Yeah. So I mean, at its at its core, Android is. I believe. I don't know what license it's released under, but it is open source software. Let's find out. Hmm. Uh, the first hit on Google says it's under the Apache license. you think Google would know, right?
1: Yeah, Open source thing.
0: code for Android itself is released mostly under the Apache license. Anybody is allowed to download the source code and change it however they like, but they're not required to make their changes available in source code form to the public. So that explains why everyone's able to download Android and do what they want with it and build it in such ways like Amazon does on their fire tablets. But, um, Google right. of course has their special sauce that they built into it. Things I'm like sure the Android market. Is and whatnot. Too. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's what makes Android TV, Android TV and not, I don't know. Is Android TV released in the same way or is it a variant of Android? I suppose it's a variant of Android.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know much about it. I, I've never actually seen it. So,
0: I mean, this, like I said, I did, I forgot it existed. This picture in this article is the first time I've actually seen it,
1: <laughs> but it's, I mean, the screwed up part is not, Is it's not, if you put Android TV on, you know, TV X, you can't also put fire TV on it. It's no, if you are company yeah, X and you ship something, anything with Android TV, you are forbidden yeah. From shipping anything with right. Amazon Fire.
0: So, if you want to make two different lines of TVs, one using Amazon and one using Android or one using Google,
1: you can't. You actually right. cannot. And when, when Nate forks it and makes Gangrove <clears throat> TV OS, you, cannot you can't, be able to can't use run that either. either.
0: Right. It does seem very contrary to the usual
1: open source model. And that's yeah, kind of so frustrating. The, uh, Apparently, this is. Who are they talking to? Some some guy, uh, an unnamed employee from a major TV manufacturer, said that this is completely unique to the TV industry. Interesting. So, I don't know. Maybe the TV industry is really weird. Um, <laughs> but apparently it's working because Google, I guess, says that six out of ten major manufacturers were making Android TV and not Amazon Fire TV.
0: I mean, all this, I mean, I don't, I don't love Amazon. That's no secret. <clears throat> I don't love um, Amazon's Fire line of anything. Their Fire tablets or their Fire TVs or their... Yeah, cameras. I'm not a big fan either. I don't like their their uh, smart speakers because I think that they're overhyped for what they are. Um, but this would make me not buy an Android TV, knowing this like if I had a choice between an Android TV and anything else, I would pick anything else knowing this. So yeah, yeah, well. good good job, Google. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know me, I've, I've run Android on my phones except for that iPhone that I had for a year uh, for the last, I don't know, eight years or so. And I like it. I, it's a good platform for me. I, it's personally, it fits my preferences better than the iPhone did. iPhone wasn't bad, but you know. And uh, I, I generally support Android. I like Android. But this, I I do not like this. I don't like the way this is portrayed. I don't like what they're doing here. And if this is all done in truth, then, um, and I have no reason to think that it's not, but I mistrust everything I read on the internet anymore. <laughs> uh, this, this makes me upset. I would not run. I would not get an Android TV at this point. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, moving on to the other vendor that I don't like.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about rockets.
0: So, uh, AWS Bottle Rocket. Oh, this is from SDX, SDX Central? Central. Okay. AWS Bottle Rocket launches into container OS space. So, guess what? And, or yeah, I just about said Android. Guess what? Uh, Amazon is getting into the container market in the same way that pretty much everyone else that's gotten into the container market has by making their own container OS. Just like Rancher and Rancher wasn't a container OS was it? Just like CoreOS yeah, yeah. and Atomic was Rancher? Yeah. Okay. Just like Rancher and like Atomic was and uh like CoreOS is and I, there's probably others at this point.
1: Uh Canonical's Ubuntu Core, VMware's Photon. Yeah. VMware doesn't count. <laughs> hey, they have Photon, man. I mean it's a really cool name for an OS It is a cool name It wasn't VMware VMware. I think about where, where running it
0: Yeah just because of the name good, good marketing there VMware The problem yes. is you attach the VMware name to it And that shot it down <laughs> 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 So if you could just change your company name That we don't know about it Maybe we'll run it <laughs> So, as you'd expect, uh, this is just a, another stripped-down Linux OS. I don't know what its wh- where its base comes from. They don't really go into that in the article unless I missed it. But it's basically uh, uh, it's like OS Tree, even though I don't know if it is OS Tree, but it's a, like an image-based operating system where it pulls down a new image when you want to update it instead of individually updating packages, which I presume gives you an easy rollback mechanism similar to what CoreOS gives you and I think what Atomic gave you. Um, was Atomic like that? Atomic was like that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh <clears throat> it was OS tree, uh, wasn't it, used, it? Yeah, it was OS Tree. Yeah. Yep. I
0: I think Core uses OS Tree as well, but I'm not certain.
1: No, I no, actually know when I start running it.
0: I actually have not touched Core OS yet. So, you know, it is what it is. Um But anyway, it's uh it's just like you know all the other container distributions it's supposed to link into kubernetes uh it's designed to work well with amazon's eks surprise i don't know in fact jason you were looking for this before we started the show i don't i don't know if it's an easy thing for you to just download
1: and run on your own machine the, it, so there is a github repo for uh for bottle rocket um and you can compile it yourself and run it uh it basically they say right in it um we are in the process of building this for amazon yeah um and it's that's who it's optimized for
0: yeah i knowing the way amazon does things i don't think that their intention is to ever release this in an iso or whatever you can download and install we'll see that i could be wrong but they didn't release amazon linux that way you know um i thought there was a way to get
1: amazon linux
0: for i'm sure there's a way there's always a way. Yeah. It's Linux. <laughs> but it's not like you can go to AWS and, you know, go to a thing in your AWS console and download an ISO of of Amazon Linux. Unless I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Um,
1: Amazon
0: Linux download. You're going to find a GitHub repo where you have to download it and oh, compile it yourself. It, it
1: triggered my look things up on Amazon. <laughs> Try it that way instead. Uh, running Amazon Linux 2 as a virtual machine on-prem. Uh, they give you... Yeah, you can download a seat ISO hmm. to Neat. set it up and run it.
0: Which, by the way, is basically like running RHEL.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's based on RHEL, I think, right? Yeah.
0: So, anyway. Another container distro. Just what we needed. Um, yes, well, maybe. made by Not Amazon. Enough. Made by Amazon for Amazon is what I should say because I, I don't think that you're their target market,
1: man. <laughs> Even if you no, want to run No, I that, just I, I need to do something with my machine. And... Yeah, no, I get that. I've been toying with um,
0: since I run my stuff on DigitalOcean. I basically have a DigitalOcean droplet that runs containers, and all of it's self-contained. <clears throat> I just have you know a spot in the file system where I store all my data. And I've been thinking, it's on uh, CentOS 7. And I'm like, okay, I need to get to 8. It's been long enough. It's time to move to 8, which means I'm going to have to move my Docker containers to Podman, which shouldn't be a big deal, except that I'm using Docker Compose, which the last time I looked was not supported by Podman. Maybe that's changed. I don't know. So it's really got me rethinking how I have these things architected. Not only that, but I have to move about 30 gigs of data from the current droplet to a new one. So I'm like, well, the storage, I should probably get the storage detached from the VM and I should probably maybe move the databases into a database instance on DigitalOcean and I'm rethinking all this stuff. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Basically, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to leverage, um, DigitalOcean has a thing that's similar to uh, EC2 buckets. Not EC2, but uh, S3 buckets uh, that they call Spaces, was it? Spaces, I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: That has like a, you know, a a, a S3 style interface um, object store. That's it, an object store interface. Um, And I'm trying to figure out how I can take my WordPress instances and put them on a smaller droplet, move the databases into a database instance, and then connect it to this uh, Spaces... uh, object store could be a fun little project coming up i don't know it'll get me onto onto centos 8 as well and podman and simplify my well i guess i don't know if you want to call it simplify change (laughs) my container deployment however it will not be on aws bottleneck sorry bottle rocket
1: bottle rocket (laughs)
0: Bottleneck. Freud, it bottleneck freudian slip i suppose <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the news we had for tonight unless uh you added some news when i wasn't looking always no you don't think so though you totally didn't
1: no i think that's that's all we got that's that's all the news
0: All right, folks, so as usual, thanks for listening and thanks for watching live. If you did, we had a couple people, well, we had Trooper in the chat. Um, He probably went to sleep. It sounds like he was, uh, he's in a a time zone that is not really compatible with the time that we record our show, which is a shame. He's in the UK. So he probably dropped off, went to sleep. Unless you're not, if you're still there, hi, Trooper. Um, Right, Uh, you can hear the show live if you want to while we record it, on the second and fourth Thursday of every month, roughly. Uh, if you want to know when we're going live, like I mentioned earlier in the show, subscribe to us on YouTube and hit that uh, that notification icon. We've got like 200 subscribers now. It's, it's awesome. We're just growing. Growing like a weed. Like a weed. Trooper's still here. Hi, Trooper. <laughs> um, you can find us on all the socials, the Facebooks, and the Twitters. Not the Instagrams, because that... Wouldn't make any sense at all. Um, by looking for Iron Sissadmin. Take, take pictures of, like, the, the waveforms. Yeah, I could take pictures of, like, the, the mixer, the soundboard, so people can see the colors of the buttons. <laughs> um, Sounds legit. Right. So, facebook.com slash sysadmin and twitter.com slash Um I still haven't fixed our Slack invite, even though somebody asked me about it on Patreon. I'm very sorry about that. I'm going to... I guess I'll just have to fix the invite because moving to Matrix, I just haven't moved on yet. And um, if we're going to do that, I need to do a little bit of research and figure some stuff out. John the Nice Guy was helping me out um, figuring out Matrix. So I got to get back to that. Um, And that's it. If you'd like to support the show via Patreon, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, you can do so. Patreon.com slash IronSysAdmin. And I think that's all the stuff I have to say at the end of the show. Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. No? I missed the outro music. (laughs) And we're live! (laughs)
1: Yay! Now push the
0: purple button. Nope, the purple is the transition button. The green button starts to show. Ugh. (laughs) we <laughs>